Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action to create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in this tech field starts right now. This week in our Women in Technology segment, I will be talking with Jenna Beckett. Jenna is a full-stack web developer and technical trainer specializing in the .NET stack. She's an active Women in Technology community leader who is passionate about promoting the female voice in technology. Welcome to the show, Jenna. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So let's get started. Can you share with us a little bit about your career path in technology? Sure. I think that I've taken a bit of a non-traditional approach to my path in technology. I started out my professional career many years in the construction management industry um, before I went to a bootcamp style learning environment to transition into being a developer. Um, after coming out of that institution, I had a couple of different jobs, both in the corporate setting and in the startup setting, uh, before making a turn to decide that, you know, where I, I was really passionate about helping people get into technology. So now I am an educator at a coding boot camp in the Midwest, um, helping people enter technology and, and find their passion for a career that I really love. That's great. What a great career path. So, you know, did you always know that working with technology is what you wanted to do? I, you know, I would say not always, but I knew early. Um, I remember getting my first gateway computer. It was the, the greatest thing to ever happen to me as a young girl. And um, I remember unboxing it and setting it up and making all these fancy do not disturb signs for my bedroom <laughs> and I just really loved it and kept exploring at home um, and not having anyone else in my family who was really tech inclined um, or really even had an interest in that kind of thing. So I got to middle school, expressed interest in following this path because there was a, like an HTML class at the mm -hmm. school I went to. And unfortunately, I was kind of just waited away from taking that class. Um, I was told by a counselor that I would just probably be more interested in an art class. Hmm. Um, and I, I think I, I let that get to me a little too much and kind of tossed something that I knew I was really passionate about and loved um, to the side for a while before later on in, in my late 20s, actually revisiting technology as a potential career path for me and then ultimately deciding that that's what I wanted to do. So going back to getting your first gateway computer, what sparked you to go buy that computer? You know, um, I believe I fell into advertising. Okay. <laughs> there was a really, gateway back in the day had some really amazing commercials. <laughs> um, and I, 
I, you know, was like, this is so cool. I can't believe that I could have something like this in my house that could do all of these things. Um, you know, in comparison, well, you know, in partnership with that, at school, we had computers. So um, I had played on them a little bit at school, knew about the power of them. And then seeing that commercial, um, I, my poor dad, I just tormented him relentlessly until he got it for me. Um, but I think, uh, I think, yeah, just the combination of being exposed to it at school and then, and then having, um, that kind of advertising in, in my face as a kid had me wanting one. Um, and I was so happy when I did get it. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, we know technology industry is very male dominated. Um, do you feel that women have the same opportunities as men do in this industry? That is such a tough question because I think at the surface, the answer is yes. But from my own experience, um, I have never worked in a shop where there was a woman in a architect level position. Um, I've also never worked in an environment where a woman was a CTO. So mm -hmm. while I, I believe that as an industry, we say that, you know, that there are no biases, um, but you usually hear that followed up with, I just can't find female candidates. And I don't know that that is entirely accurate because there are huge communities of women in technology. I think what some companies are trying to say is they can't find female candidates by traditional avenues. So I think that while the opportunity is there, um, that they're accepting applications from women, for instance, I don't know that um, the advertisement is at the same level for women as it is for men, um, meaning that are, are we following non-traditional paths to, to recruit female candidates? So that if, you're, if, if your response is, I just can't find the female candidates, well, what are you doing to, to change up your strategy to go look for the qualified female engineers and architects that are out there? Agreed. Um, I think non-traditional paths have to be taken um, to find these women in technology because they are there. Um, you know, we belong to many women in technology groups that have everything from uh, developers, programmers, um, architects, system administrators. So they are out there. It's that we have to make that effort in um, the workforce to go find them. So really, really good insight on that. Um, so as a woman yourself in technology, uh, what challenges have you faced in your career? You know, I think um, I have been lucky in that I have never been in a situation where I experienced open, um, unabashed bias because of my gender. Um, and that I've, I've, I count myself being really lucky for never having to experience that in my career. But what I will say is that when you are on a team with all male coworkers, which has been the norm for all of my professional career, mm -hmm. that when you're in a meeting and you're speaking up, um, sometimes when I as a female have spoke up, it's been my passion for a subject matter has been 
you know, discounted as, oh, she's emotional. Um, or sometimes, you know, my, my way of interacting, maybe being um, just straightforward and kind of not fluffy or sugarcoating things, just, just delivering information. Um, I feel like sometimes that's been mistaken as me being um, maybe not a nice lady. I think there are mm -hmm. terms out there that some people would say for that. Um, and I don't, I, I think those are challenges that I've faced and overcoming interpersonal challenges of relating to people and finding my way of speaking up that um, I could be counted equal to my male counterparts have been some challenges that I've definitely faced. Yeah, I think we all have faced um, similar challenges and it's great that you are speak, speaking up and getting your voice heard because, you know, what we say matters. It really makes a difference. Um, it helps the entire team grow. And so we have to have that confidence to make sure that we speak up and have our voice heard. And a lot of times we are drowned in, you know, uh, a round table of just male uh, counterparts that really don't stop to give us a chance to speak up. So I'm glad, glad that you said that because it's, it's very true for many, uh, many women in technology. Um, so I know as women, we have a lot of strengths and um, advantages. What are some of the advantages that women bring to teams, to the workplace in general? You know, I think, I don't know if there's an, a, an, a generalized statement that you can make about that because everyone is so individual. Um, and I think this goes back to talking about, um, you know, differences in gender and, and gender norms that, you know, I don't think every woman brings the same thing to a, a team. Um, I think that personally, um, what I bring to the team as a woman is that I'm very driven. I want to I want to be results oriented in a meeting, in a program, in anything. Um, so defining how we get from an idea to uh, putting out results and then measuring those results is something that I've always brought to a team. Um, I think a level of uh, organization. I'm. I, as a person, I'm very organized and, mm -hmm. and like things organized. So that's something that I try and bring to teams. And then um, just enthusiasm is something personally that I feel like I approach any situation with. Um, and having that one person on your team, one or many, um, you know, the more the better, being just the cheerleader of like, we can do this. And it doesn't always have to be a woman. It could be anybody on your team. Personally, I find myself falling into that position um, because of my personality in general, but women on teams, I think the, the advantage they bring overall is a difference in perspective. And that's the same for people of other cultures. When you have many people sitting around a table who all have generally the same life experience and uh, they're trying to solve a problem um, and maybe they're not reflecting the audience they're trying to solve the problem with, then what you make is going to be inherently biased because you have not experienced what people from other cultures or other genders have and you don't, you can't see life through those lenses. Yes, we talk a lot about um, unconscious bias and it's not women and men or 
you know, um, different cultures. It can be anything. It can be where you grew up, your education, what you were used to, how you were raised. You know, it it's has so many pieces to it. And uh, we have an unconscious bias um, test or quiz or whatever you want to call it that we give to our employees just to kind of make them aware of what those are because when I took it the first time I was just shocked it's like wow I didn't even know that that was a bias you know it never really came up or never occurred to me and exactly what you're saying so it doesn't have to be male or female it's from different cultures different uh, neighborhoods different ideas how their parents raised them all of those things fall into who we are and so to give everybody a voice is so important. I know you do a lot of work with um, STEM and STEAM and you um, are very active with girls who code. Can you tell, tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I work with a couple of different volunteer organizations. One is entirely local to Kansas City, where I'm from. Um, and it is for boys and girls, um, getting them into tech. Uh, we start those kids off with um, learning in Scratch, which is something that was developed by MIT. It's like a visual programming language. Um, that's that's a way of taking those elementary school ages and, and maybe taking their use of technology and channeling it into a more productive path. Um, and then also, um, Many statistics are out there. Many studies have shown that girls' interest in technology usually starts declining around middle school. Um, and there are a lot of programs out there that help girls in college who are interested in technology get support um, and mentorship. And I saw a gap between those elementary school, middle school ages, and when they're getting to college, um, something where somebody's interest could really be dissuaded I experienced that myself. Um, so focusing on that age range, uh, the high school age, age range, um, you know, I've worked to develop a group called Sheenovators. Um, these are girls 14 to 18 years old who are interested in technology. Maybe they don't want to be engineers or database administrators. Maybe they just have a career goal in mind where they will be touching technology and they're interested in technology and how can it affect the the ultimate career they go into um, and they're looking for leadership opportunities they're looking for ways of developing their voice um, they're looking for communities to get involved with to find people of similar interest to their own um, and that's what she innovators is all about bringing these girls together and giving them an opportunity to take this interest maybe that they've only had edge experiences with and really find a way for them to dive deep and develop a voice in technology so that they can go to their peers and they can talk about it. They can talk about it to younger kids um, and budge their interest in technology so that we have this continual pipeline of girls and boys who are interested in technology and can speak about it and have a voice about it and be confident in their use of technology. That's great. What a great way to give back to the community. You're doing some great work um, with both boys and girls, bringing them into the technology field, getting them acclimated, 
um, and giving them those experiences. Um, great job with that. Um, so, you know, technology is always changing. We are in the training or learning business. Uh, how do you keep your skills current? Oh, I, um, I love books uh, mm -hmm. in general. So O'Reilly tech books are my favorite thing ever. And I, um, I watch their social media channels. I watch um, any new books that they have coming out just to kind of, you know, if I'm interested in it, read the book, discover something new. Maybe if it's something I've not heard of before, that's usually where my interests go. If I've never heard about it, then I want to know what it is and, and what it's all about. Um, also, I enjoy um, peer coding, so finding people in my my local environment who are interested in similar technologies to me, setting up um, a code base, a repo, and and sharing learning about this given technology. Let's build this thing um, and let's learn together as we build and bounce ideas off of each other. Uh, oh, you have a resource? Cool. Tell me about it. I'll go explore it. And I feel that um, doing that kind of peer learning um, just doubles my motivation. It doubles what I can learn because my peer inevitably finds something that I didn't know existed. And and then we get to talk about it. And, you know, it's all about that rubber ducky methodology. If I have mm -hmm. an idea or if I have a problem and I'm putting it out to the world, I'm putting it into words, then I will inevitably talk myself into a solution or at least learn a little deeper about the problem or the thing that I'm trying to explore just, just a little more by putting it into words and, and having a conversation about it. And that's continuous learning. So that's where you're always growing, you're always learning, and that's always keeping your skills relevant. Great way to do that. Um, you are very impressive, Jenna. So in closing, what three words would your friends use to describe you? Oh, this is a difficult one. Mm -hmm. I would say that my friends would definitely say I'm driven. Um, I'm always driving myself towards some end goal. Um, I think my friends would say I'm creative because I love to create things. And I would definitely say they would call me quirky. Um, I I have my oddities about me. I'm a giant Harry Potter nerd. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that in itself just makes me a little quirky. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, very, very impressive. Thank you so much, Jenna, for being on the show. It was a great pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. As your organization continues to embrace and adopt new technologies, does your team have the skills required to make the most of your investments? Directions Training offers IT professional and end-user training for the most popular solutions today, including Microsoft 365, Azure, AWS, Cisco, Citrix, VMware, and much more. Our flexible delivery methods and full customized offerings make sure that you get the training you need just the way you need it, in person, virtual, on demand, or through a blended approach. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com for more information today.
From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our on-demand courses for IT professionals or end-users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.